Chapter One of the Captain's Story. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Captain's Story by William S. Martin. Chapter One. I travelled among unknown men in lands beyond the sea nor did i know sweet home till then what love i bore to thee tis past that melancholy dream nor will i quit thy shore a second time for still i seem to love thee more and more wordsworth towards the close of a beautiful day in autumn the last rays of the setting sun were gliding the tops of the mountains which overhang the picturesque valley of Bergestrasse, along which winds the road from heidelberg to frankfurt the heavy-laden country carts and wagons were toiling slowly along the dusty highway both horses and drivers looking hot and tired and both no doubt very glad that they had nearly reached the end of their day's journey while every now and then a horseman or a carriage with ladies and gentlemen inside dashed rapidly along and soon left the more heavily loaded vehicles far behind what a striking picture of human life and the great journey we are all taking some of us struggling wearily and oftentimes painfully but always let us trust hopefully under a heavy load and others trotting merrily along their course happy and apparently at least free from care who shall say which of the two shall reach the end most safely while the broad high road presented this animated scene the steep rocky footpath cut in the side of the mountain and leading up to the old ruined castle of arburg on its summit was almost deserted not quite deserted though for toiling up the steep ascent was an old man who in spite of the help afforded him by his stout bamboo cane looked very tired as he went slowly along he was rather a strange-looking old man respectably dressed and with a pleasant-looking face but his clothes and general appearance were different from those of the people commonly seen about there and his bronzed weather-beaten features showed him to be if not a foreigner one who had evidently been for some time in a foreign country indeed the little boy who passed him on his way down to the valley with his goats and the little girl going home with her bundle of sticks for the fire seemed half afraid of him as they bade him good-night and even when he had gone by they turned round to look at him as he went on up the mountain-side in spite of his evident weariness the stranger kept bravely on and just as the sun was disappearing behind a long range of mountains in the west 
he reached the ruins of the old castle of which only one tower and a few walls were then standing here he sat down to rest himself on a large heap of stones which had long since fallen from the walls of the castle and were now all overgrown with lichens and ferns and seemed for some moments lost in thought his eyes wandered over the rich landscape which lay spread out beneath his feet then giving vent to the emotions which filled his heart he exclaimed yes this is the old place again and after forty years absence i have at last returned to take one more look at these mountains and forests which i remember so well there too far away down the valley glides the beautiful river along whose banks i so often wandered when i was a boy ah it is a true saying there is no place like home and yet after all our real home is not in this world but in heaven there are all who were dear to me and there i trust soon to meet them again but now i am left alone alone in the world what a change a few short years have made the old man sat silent for a few minutes and then in a voice full of emotion began singing part of a beautiful english hymn which touchingly expresses the instability of all human affairs change and decay on all around i see o thou that changest not abide with me while he was singing two children hearing him came close up behind him and when he had finished began to cough in order to attract his attention for some time he took no notice but at last he turned and saw two nicely dressed children a little boy and girl who wished him good evening and made a bow he was about to speak to them when their father who had also heard him sing came up and supposing him to be an englishman said to him in english although sir we are strangers it is true those beautiful words you were singing which i am sure come from your heart prove to me that we both look up to one common father in heaven i am the pastor of the little village you can see down there at the foot of the mountain but it is growing dark and if as i presume you are a stranger in these parts i can gladly offer you the simple accommodation of my cottage for the night the stranger answered in german your kind invitation is very welcome sir an old sea captain like me is not much in the habit of paying compliments i can only say i gladly accept your hospitality guided by the last glimmer of twilight they took their way at once towards the peaceful village the steeple of which was just peeping up above the trees on their way the captain told the pastor that he had only arrived at the neighboring village of arbach that afternoon but said he i could not rest tired as i was 
with my day's travelling until i had been up here to look at the old castle which i have not seen for forty years end of chapter one recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c